Hello and welcome to our podcast, Life in Law, hosted by Acorn Recruitment in connection with the Swansea JLD. I'm Michael Ives, Legal Recruitment Specialist, and with us today we have Construction Solicitor Janitsky Ratwati. And um, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you for inviting me. I'm good, just um, on my on my lunch break at the moment. <laughs> I try to save too much of your time. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so I'm um, just get straight into it. Um, I just want to ask you, um, just reg- regarding your your sort of journey, because I know you've qualified fairly recently. So um, in regards to your training contract, how did you go about securing that training contract? Yes. So with regards to my uh, training contract, I actually started training at Rosenblatt um, in 2018. Uh, before that, I worked at the firm for about about a year. So I went into Rosenblatt sort of knowing they had a space open for 2018 and sort of gunning for that space from the beginning. So I joined in 2017. And at the time, this was before the firm had officially listed. And um, they had a bar on hiring trainees for a short period of time while they were sorting sorting everything out with regards to the firm being listed on the market. So I sort of I saw an opening there, but at the same time I was applying applying elsewhere, um, looking for places at different different firms because it, it, it's always good to sort of cast as wide a net as possible. But when you've got your foot in the door somewhere, that can always be be a good avenue as well. So once I got managed to get the training contract at Rosenblatt, I had to go through a sort of the vacation, the week-long vacation scheme as as well and I got the place so I, I decided I've got a training contract uh, I know the firm firm really well and I, I I liked it so I decided I wanted to train there and not seek continue applying for training contracts elsewhere and what was the sort of interview process when when you apply for that training contract so I didn't have to do the initial telephone interview because I was already already at the firm. Um, but what we did on the actual vacation scheme was we had a different day in each department. And then they gave us, we'd have a task to do in each of those departments. Though, because I had come in as a real estate paralegal slash construction paralegal at the time, I kind of did some of my my normal work when I was in the real estate department for the day in addition to the the task that they gave me and um, so we did did that each day we got a surprise sort of task which we were handed and we had to look at a contract and um, give give a little bit of advice on that and then we had an interview on the last day which was very very relaxed Um, got to talk with two of the partners and the HR representative at the time since I've done my um, vacation scheme, however, it has changed. So they've now introduced an assessment day. And um, what, what does the assessment day exactly entail? Okay. So at Rosenblatt, the assessment day essentially entails there's a group task, from what I understand, an individual task. And they also invite um, everyone in the firm down for presentations. So the hopeful future trainee will give a presentation on any topic of their choice. And then the rest of us will ask them questions 
And once they've finished the presentation and they've left the room, we'd give our opinions on how they've presented it. Um, so whenever we had a sit-down lunch with the, the, the hopeful trainees, uh, we've kind of just given them the advice, just go for a topic that you really like and know because it's mostly about how you present yourself and how you can respond to um, questions being flung at you rather than the content of the topic itself. So we would discourage anything that was, you know, really, really technical. Okay. And um, so obviously you're now um, working in construction law. What exactly is construction law? Uh, so construction law, it can be sort of anything to do with, you know, the building of huge apartment blocks, office, office buildings, extensions, refurbishments, fit out works. Um, so there's quite a broad range of application with it. And what I liked about construction law is that it kind of involves little elements of design and planning. So things that I was sort of interested in outside of um, working law because I like um, drawing and painting and sort of creating things that I could sort of bring into to, to my work. Excellent. And so what does the average day of a construction sister look like then? Okay, so the average day of a construction solicitor, so it depends on uh, what level you're at, but generally most of my days are spent sort of reviewing, I review collateral warranties and appointments. I also do a lot of drafting with appointments as well. You also get to get involved and work quite closely with the real estate team to uh, look at agreement for leases and see if there are any provisions within that which you can drop down into a appointment as well because there are considerations if they're landlords and you're doing fit out works so it's a it's a mix of things but there's a lot of drafting so I work purely non-contentious um, on the non-contentious side of things so I quite enjoy drafting so I get to do a lot of drafting and sort of considering ways to make those orders work within the context of a wider development as well. Did you ever touch upon the contentious side of things then at all? I did some, so I did work in contentious when I was a trainee. I did a dispute resolution seat and I did an employment law seat, uh, which was a mix of non-contentious and contentious work. Uh, if you get into construction, there are opportunities to do purely um, contentious work, purely non-contentious work, or a mix of both. Uh, so far, I found that during my my training contract I just preferred the the non-contentious side of uh, work a lot a lot more so so far I don't have much of an interest in touching the contentious side but sometimes questions will pop up where there is a potential for it to go contentious and that's where I get to have a, a look at the contract and advise them accordingly. And um, obviously after you've um, worked at Rosenblatt you moved on to Clark Wilmot and um, what, what attracted you to Clark Wilmot? Well, at the time, so I was qualifying sort of back in September 2020, still relatively early, early days of, of the pandemic. So um, it was like a lot of uncertainty at the time. And I think a lot of a lot of firms were just very nervous about keeping their, their trainees, trainees on. And then I got contacted about a... Um, and I did go into my training contract having worked as a 
done some construction paralegal work and actually really, really enjoying that side of the work, potentially even more than the real estate side of the work that I had to do. So I did go in sort of wanting to do construction, but at the time, Rosenblatt department was only one partner. So I didn't think it would be possible at Rosenblatt. And then I got contacted about Clark Wilmot and I'd sort of seen them pop up on other matters, which I worked on while while at Rosenblatt. And they seemed like a, you know, a really good firm. They had offices in across the UK, but also that small firm, that small firm feel as well, which I felt suited me quite, quite well. Uh, so I work quite closely with a lot of my teammates. There's not a lot of hierarchy there and they um, have a really good, good work-life balance as well, which uh, nowadays sort of feels more important than ever. And they also um, have a really, really good high quality quality clients. So I knew that I'd be getting to have a lot of responsibility from the beginning and work closely with some um, really sort of well-known um, partners in, in the field. Excellent. And um, you touched on something there, actually, I want to ask you about. Um, do, do you see, with your experience of working in the law, and now being in a sort of post-pandemic world, do you see a big shift towards flexi working in the law? Because I know law is fairly resistant to that. Do you think that's changing now? I do think it's changing. So I think a um, a lot of firms have realised that you know they do they can do as well, if not more well, with everybody everybody working from home. Because unless you're uh, a paralegal and you have to work very closely with with the documents, um, a lot of people on qualifying you don't really need to actually you can do almost everything completely completely online and um, I think firms are seeing that it's a benefit so they are moving towards more flexible working so I know Clark Wilmot has been discussing sort of more flexible hours people coming into the office a few days a week as opposed to every five days a week but I do understand that having talked with my friends this is varying firm by firm some firms are a bit more fashioned and they you know want people to come in more but they are still sort of considering flexible working so it may be four days a week for someone to come in as opposed to two days a week but it's still it's still very early early days um so we will have to see it's a start for sure <laughs> start um brilliantly i think i think that's um good place to leave things yeah thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah, great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, thanks again to Chinooksy for coming on the podcast. Um, it's really interesting to hear her career journey and advice she can impart to um, junior people in the law. Um, thanks again for listening to the podcast and take care.